Yo, man, Miss Rusty. Hey, everybody, we're back here once again, twice again, three times again. I'm here. I got a special guest today, straight out of Portland, fucking Oregon. But as I remember, not from Portland, Oregon. We could probably get into that. That's probably been talked about on other podcasts, so maybe not, because you should go listen to everything that he's been on. And one thing, one thing I really like about this guy is you have to go see him to catch a lot of his stuff. You, he has tons of fucking material, but, but he holds it. He holds it close because he's a smart man. And we both started comedy around the same time. And since then, this guy's been fucking crushing it. It took 10 years. 10 years. He's got his voice. He had his voice fucking. He should take someone 10 years to find his voice. He had his voice probably within the first fucking year. It's just like, okay, this is this is the guy. Okay, I, I know this. It's easy. And so right here, fucking right now, Adam Posse. Yo. It's good What's to be happening? back, Rusty. It's good to be what? back. It's good to be on a podcast with the Rusty Diamond, first of the, all. The Rusty Diamond, man. Dude, yeah, man. It's fucking awesome to have you here. And it's been it's been a long time we were talking. Yeah, it's been seven, eight years at least, probably nine or ten. But because yeah, because we started back both in 2012. So you're on, I mean, well, I don't know, because it was probably like, I think I started in maybe May or April or something, maybe of 2012. I think you were already going. You had been doing a little bit, but. I um, started in November of 2012. I specifically remember it because my first jokes were Thanksgiving jokes. So you started after me? Yes, I did, sir. Okay, shit. All right, well then. So yeah, that first year was fucking wild. So, and then yeah, you just came out and you fucking started just killing it, man. I remember, I remember watching you and watching and just like, okay, this guy, yeah, he fucking knows. uh, Your jokes weren't as polished as they were, you know, 10, 11 years later, but like you knew who you were. I hope, I hope, I hope they've gotten a little bit better. That's my a little help. bit, a little just bit a better, slightly, man. Just a teensy yeah. bit better. That's all I'm hoping for. Yeah, a little, little bit of improvement, and I mean, shit, dude. Uh, you you did the Portland's funniest. Uh, you know, you won that motherfucker. You didn't win that motherfucker, and but it, you know what? It's a contest, like. Whether whether you won the contest or not, still number one here. Like still number one here in in Portland at that time, for sure. Uh, that because I mean that was I think when I was running shows uh, in Westland, or maybe I was in Portland then running shows. But around that time, like the people who were winning were like okay, like you'd watch them and they just fucking we're doing pretty fucking well every every show it's like okay yeah they get it but yeah contest or not you were definitely top comic then and i i I, I don't all i've ever cared about is like 
being funnier than it was yesterday. So, and you've had six years since then, five six years. So I mean, you've had more time and they get more funny. And I've failed nonstop in that regard. But like, aside from that, (laughs) aside from that, there's so much, man, that you've been doing. Though I mean, you've been, you've traveled all over. You're fucking getting out there. You're not just. I mean, I know you've gone out and you've hit other places. What's been one of the weirdest spots you've got to? Like, you've got there and you're about to do the set. And, I mean, you walk in the building or whatever the place may be and you're like, what the fuck is this? What's been that spot of just what is this place? You don't have to bury whoever whoever's running that room, but um, I'm just kind of wondering what's kind of the weirdest place where it's just like, oh, shit, what am I doing here? I mean, honestly, uh, one of the ways I made my bones was I ran the worst show in Portland for a year at the Chinese Village on 82nd and Stark. Okay, yeah. I had you on the show. That was your last performance in Portland as a comic. I think so. And yeah, so that was... So that must have been uh, August of 2013, because it was a, I just was going to move to, uh, I moved to Idaho. And so I was there for a while. So that was, yeah, August 2013. So I knew you were hosting a show right off the bat, which was a smart move for a comic. Well, and it's- I had, I, I had friends that were bar managers who had a budget and they hooked us up. And so, but like that, that was really the, literally the crazy experience I ever had. Cause you never knew what it was. And a lot of the time, well, most of the time I was, we had like what, two audience members. And then I'm fighting a bunch of prop, more prostitutes on poker machines than I had audience members. And then my friends were at the bar selling Coke. And so it's like the worst possible environment for comedy to happen. And I put you you through that. Hey, man, I was was happy to do that. I didn't give a fuck, dude. Like it was uh, it was fun because, I mean, yes, you're on 82nd, which if anyone doesn't know in Portland, 82nd is uh, an interesting spot. And there's especially right there, like you you were saying, there's a lot of hookers and fun drugs and all kinds of all kinds of shenanigans right there yeah, so like the sex workers but like i'm just saying they don't make the best audience members when i i'm the one interfering with their trade like yeah, they're, we, uh, we were the element that didn't belong there we were on 82nd avenue trying to tell jokes meanwhile people are just trying to make an honest living selling cocaine and sex and we were interfering with that that was on us we that was our mistake speaking of do you remember uh hijinks had a room up there the red room up uh oh, that was a fun one legendary that was a, uh, man i loved doing that show i did that one a number of times too that was just i felt that one had it um, even though it was only probably two miles up the road from where you're going and running the show. It's like the room there was different. I that mean, was vastly but, different. 
No, actually, the Red Room is why I feel like uh, the Red Room was the first place I ever felt like I could really be a comic. Yeah, like, it felt you could, uh, and you had to have your fucking chops. Like, you had to be ready because you didn't know what was going to happen with people in the audience. Like, I mean, they're the people, it's hard with the fucking, uh, the poker machines. Those poker machines, it's just, it, it kills, it's not as bad as when there's still music going on or people playing pool. People playing pool is a hard one to do too. And People playing pool is pretty hard, but poker machines are the truest enemy of comedy because they are clearly presenting a better option. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know how those things still go i mean it's uh and that's like one of the places where they'll let you do comedy because i've had booked rooms and they had um what was it so i did i don't know if i did one that had poker machines because i did the uh, well i can get you poker machines we're out here performing Without the sweet, sweet comfort of a ding, 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 ding. Yeah, right, right, right in the middle of anything, man. It's uh, it's crazy shit. And so the, those poker machines, they're, I mean, it's hard to get those people back and get them into it. Even like if you try to include them, because I think I made that mistake trying to include them in it. They sort of you know you know it alienates them even more and well, kind of then alienates so, the crowd that's listening it's so dominating like like <laughs> it's lights and sounds and all your you're you're just up there with your little cute words meanwhile <laughs> at the same time there's like a bell and you can win money no one's winning money for watching amateur stand-up comedy Right, like no audience member is gonna be like, no, this is gonna pay off. If only, if, if only. only, yeah. Who's booking those shows? Maybe, maybe that's the kind of show you need to do. Maybe it's uh, win a prize kind of shows. Is there any stuff of those? Uh, I mean, what was kind of the weirdest room or weirdest uh, show you've had to do then? Like in, in that sense of, you know. Um, I don't know if some um, some sort of prize for audience members it, or for comics. It wasn't uh so it was a show I'd done before. There's a sex club here in Portland, uh called a Sanctuary. Uh-huh. And I I'd done the show at Sanctuary pre-pandemic multiple times. And like the way the show usually goes is like their crowd is awesome. Like the people that come to Sanctuary, these these kinky folk, of course, they can take a joke or two. And they're sure. really great. But I did Sanctuary like fresh out of the pandemic. And yeah. so I was actually at Sanctuary on a night where there was not like uh, people trying to do sex club stuff. It was just people they found out something was happening and so like a bunch of squares were in the crowd 
and um, we did the show, and and the show was great. And afterwards, I watched this dude uh, who had his lady with him, and she was in a full PVC cat costume. Whoa. And uh, he puts his leash on her, and he starts walking her around, seeing who wants to play. Okay, this is coincidental, but, like, look at this mouth. Look at this sweet kitty cat. <laughs> What's up, kitty, kitty, kitty? Just wanted to be in. Oh, oh cats, cats causing, causing havoc. I don't know. Cat just fucking knocked him right the fuck out. So anyway, so well, he gets back. Probably, hopefully, we'll see. But. So he did this sex club. So there was also the, fuck, what was the place called? It was called the World Famous Cannabis Club, I think, which was a place where if you had a medical card, you could smoke weed in there. And this would have been like a long time ago. That was cool. That was a fun room. Oh, yeah, it was back when I was a thing. Yeah. So you you did that one then. Did you, you do the Cannabis Club one as well? I've done the Cannabis Club multiple times. Those are some of the worst audiences you can have. Uh, I don't know, man. I did. I thought they were pretty good. Uh, it was, except for like, I remember. I think one of the times I went in there, I got way too high, and it was just fucking trouble. And yeah, that that time I learned that was. I think that was the second time I took a dab and I was just fucking gone. And the people thought that was the funny part. My jokes didn't matter what the fuck I was saying. I was just way too fucking big to be doing anything. But I guess that made the, the set. Well, that was kind of the thing in that room is like people were stoned to the gills. Yeah. Like, like I, they, were, they were so high. And I had one good set there the whole time it existed. I had one good set, but like I thought, like oh, I cracked the code. I figured it out, and I went back the next time, and I was like, nope, they were just the right kind of high. Yeah, it's it's hard when you get to that far, and it's like I don't know. And some of the things, like when people are wanting to be at a comedy show or not be at a comedy show, like when people are at a bar and they're you know, watching watching the game or something and all of a sudden it's like oh, okay comedy is coming in and uh, then they're you know people walk out or people are just gonna be upset they're not wanting that i remember i did one show a uh, music show and it was right after the super bowl and like as soon as the super bowl ended basically was when we went on and that was a Dude, no one gave a fuck about that night. I'll tell you that much. And it was just, it was, it's hard. Sometimes people just don't want comedy. So, I mean, are you mainly doing clubs now or are you, you're still hitting the open mics a lot? Keep, uh, keep up on your craft or what, what's going on with that? A little bit of both, you know, uh, I, I make my living from it right now these days. So. Oh, I shit. go on the road a lot, and uh, 
but like wherever they let me and whenever I have a free night in town, I do do the open mics. Like I'm not, I always have to work. Where are you headed? Where Where are you going or where have you been lately? I go to Washington a lot, mostly. Like, Are you doing, like, out in Longview? Is that kind of the spot? That seems like the spot that people go. Uh, uh, I go to Longview. Shout out to Longview. Um, like, next month, I'll be, like, in Redmond and a bunch of, like, basically anything around and surrounding Seattle because they, they pay pretty good money for you to go there. And I'm a... I don't know. I get down there. That's kind of my thing. Are you doing like the comedy club, like the Tacoma Comedy Club, or like the Seattle Club? Uh, there's not a Seattle Club, is there? Or are you I do, doing? I I do Tacoma every now and again. It's been a long time since I played laughs, which is the Seattle Comedy Club. But mostly, I just do like bar shows and independent shows and local shows and. Um. Yeah. That's you doing casinos? At. Not a lot of casinos. I wish I will take those casino checks if anyone has one. Yeah, you gotta get them up on those casinos. And uh, I mean, what about like the? Have you ever been offered like a, a cruise ship thing or one of those? Like as one of those resident. I have not been offered a cruise ship. Honestly, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, I think it would be fun for a night or two, but it's not for a night or two, though. It's for the long haul. Yeah, it's for a long haul. And then it's not your I mean, you got to see those people then on the on the boat uh, when you're not performing a lot. And then it's and you kind of have to expect to be on then and yeah, it seems like that'd be a pain in the ass, but uh. that's like the most major part to me, because like I can take a bomb, but like if you're on a cruise ship, you gotta take that bomb and hold it with your neighbors. They're gonna know who you are. Yeah. And I mean they'll might be might be coming back and might be getting I don't know, might be getting a different show, might be getting the same show. And uh, if you had any nights where you're doing the uh, like the same show, because I mean, like you've done you've made an album, correct? I haven't made an album yet. You I'm have not made an album. That, actually. That's one of my goals for the next year. OK, um, so like like filming it uh, kind of an album. Or like recording it audio or both or what are you thinking? Um at worst I'll put it out independently. But I I, I do have a section of material that I think does deserve to exist. That's my rule of thumb is like when I look at someone else's album, can I listen to it twice? Okay. Wait, and, do you feel that? Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Like, yeah, one time is, yeah, you you go back. I mean, that that's something good. Yeah, and there's you get, 
you get all the surprises, you absorb it the whole time, but then, like, can you listen to it twice? And I don't know that I achieved that, but um, if I didn't, this is as close as I'm going to get. So then these are jokes that you're going to, are they going to retire at that point once you go and you get them on there or? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the end of it. How's that going to feel? Um, I mean, I'll be sentimental, but at the same time, it's like, if they do well, that's the best thing. Yeah. Like, if I can write a joke and put it out on AEW on Wednesday, and it does very well, that I'll be pretty satisfied with that joke. Wait, wait, what do you mean you're putting a joke on AEW? No, I was just saying, like, if I put a joke out and someone uses it on the AEW. Oh, okay. I'll be satisfied with that. It's like, it doesn't matter, ultimately. None of this matters, ultimately. But it does matter, but it doesn't matter that doesn't doesn't matter. Does it matter that it doesn't matter? I don't know. But so then, I mean, are you, so would that be people like referencing your joke or would that be someone just straight up telling your joke at, at that point? They'd be referencing it. Like, okay. No, the scene is good. The scene is good. It's an honest and sweet scene. You ever had anyone uh, take any of your jokes before? No, not at all. You know why? Because you have your voice and it's fucking hard. Who's going to fucking be able to tell an Adam Posse joke and be like, oh, okay, that's obviously not you i appreciate that i very much believe it but also a big part of it is like uh no you you couldn't there's no way for you to safely steal a joke from me yeah i mean i i don't know how someone could that's just not really possible i mean it's not if you know i don't know you're one line of a comic. I think that's probably the easiest way to steal someone's co- or jokes, even inadvertently. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's it's great that you don't have to worry about that. And it's and then so, but I mean once you get your your album out, then you can. I mean I'm sure people are going to clip that out, clip out their jokes, and then you know they'll you know, 30 second snippets and pass that around the internet. But yeah, it's it'll be, uh, it'll be cool to see that, see that in action and, you know, get that around. And um, are you coming out to the East coast anytime? Um. It's going to be a minute. going to be a minute. Have you been out here? I was I was in New York last summer. 
Um, this is gonna be a minute till I get back. Uh, in April, I'm planning on doing uh with my friend who brought me out on tour last year. Uh, in April, I'll be like uh in Texas through Florida, but as oh. far as the East Coast goes. Okay. Uh, who'd you go out on tour with? Uh, an Instagram influencer. His name is Squeezy Jibs. Squeezy Chips. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Did he he found you or what? How that come about? We worked together on another project that he was doing, and we just really liked it. And he brought me on board for this thing, and now we've been doing it ever since. That's fucking killer. Uh, so, man, have you been uh, down there, down between Texas and Florida? Um, I mean, I'm an Austin boy. I love Austin. Oh, okay. So you've done Austin before? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And how long ago was that? What's up, Rusty? Sorry, I, I not at all, man. I'm sorry, I lost you. Shit. Uh, okay. Um. Well, hey, then let let's let's wrap her on up. Let's wrap her on up. That might be a, a first here on the show. But um. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for coming on and and everything. And so, people, when they want to find you, where are they going? Um, ADM PASI on Instagram. Okay. That's easy enough. That's easy enough. And so, yeah, find, find them up on Instagram, get down with the Adam Posse and dude. Yeah. Thanks again for being on and I'll get this thrown on up there soon here. And yeah, I'll, I'll tag you on, on the Instagram and we'll go from there. So yeah, dude. So thank you very much. And that is the show, man.